Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. Sorry it has been a minute. We are in our new crib, Coop. It feels pretty damn good to have some sort of a set. We have so very much to get into today, including the Boston Celtics going down 3-0. Of course, right when we get down, we can sit, we've been so excited to talk about basketball the past several days. It's two series that are now 3-0. No team has ever came back from that deficit. And now it's time for us to talk basketball. The exciting, the excitement of game one, game two over the weekend, we didn't get to touch on. Obviously, you and I have a ton of thoughts about John ja Morant and everything that transpired last week. I did make you know a minute and a half video, but I can't wait to spend 20 to 30 minutes walking through everything and breaking down, breaking down how you and I feel about that. But first, man, last night, you and I sit down. I haven't watched a game in two to three days because I've been traveling and whatnot. And I, I was excited. You know, I told you I was excited finally to watch a basketball game. And after the first six minutes, I wasn't watching a basketball game. I was watching a varsity team versus a JV team. And Jimmy Butler calling timeouts, mocking Al Horford. It was just a beautiful thing to see. But if you're a Boston fan, you lose two at home. You go to Miami in a must-win situation. You get beat by 40. My question to you, while I'll get chat up on screen so we can see it and interact with our viewers, is is this more on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum or more on Joe Missoula? And elaborate how you feel about it. Um, I, Both. Um, I'll take the – you know I always find a way to get out of the, <laughs> the real answer. A little first um, take-ass question there. I'll I'll start with Joe Mazzola. They were saying last night, I know you went to bed, but I was still sitting out there doing some homework, just had the TV on in the background muted because it wasn't worth listening to Van Gundy complain. Right. Um, but every time they went to a timeout, it'd be Al Horford in the coaching seat. Exactly. Joe Mazzola's not even coaching because mm-hmm. he has no control over this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why when you go back to the when they signed him to a contract before they even got in the playoffs, they're like, at, you had that one side of media saying, what are you doing? Wait until after the playoffs. Then you see how he performs in the playoffs. Then you go from there. And then you had the other half of the people saying, good job, way to get him out of the way, like, great hire. Exactly. And I think all those people that said that are now on the side of, yeah, you might have should have waited until you saw how he played and coached in the playoffs because, they, yes, they're in the conference finals, but it was not a pretty road to the conference finals. Not at all. You have been absolutely abysmal at home, which should never happen in the playoffs. And – your best players and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I'll, more on Jason Tatum. He's been awesome three quarters of the game, and he's turned into a pumpkin in the fourth. I've quarter. never seen someone's legacy go from like so elevated and high from the last five quarters of that Philadelphia series to yeah. such shit. He, this is a guy that scored fifty-one with the season on the line in a game seven at home, and now he's been nowhere to be found. Um, it it's really perplexing. I was listening to Mikel Bridges, and he said exactly what you just said, bro, and, and that was. You look at the Celtics, they should not have went six games with the Atlanta Hawks at all. That should have no. never happened. And then you fast-forward to the 76ers series, they're down 3-2. That should have never went seven games. And now with the way Boston's looking in the conference finals, in my opinion, it's even more of an indictment on Philly. Yeah. Like, how badly did things go in Philly for you to lose to this Boston Celtics squad who's completely not bought into their current coach right now? Well, I mean, that's Doc Rivers. Right. He's sitting at home. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it went poor for Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those things that, like, Jason Tatum is that caliber player. He exactly. deserves all the credit that he's been given. I mean, to be where he is in the stage of his career, I mean, he's not even 
what, 20, he's 25, right. maybe 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and the man's at this point of his career already. Like, I mean, he's already excelled past what some guys even dream of doing once in their career, and he's done it five times exactly. to this point. So, like, I don't blame him per se. I don't think it knocks his legacy whatsoever. Um, it's just one of those things that I – A, I think you ran into a bucksaw of a Miami Heat team, and we'll obviously hit on them in a second. But I also think – I think you got complacent. It's one of those things that John Moran said, I think it was John Moran or Desmond Bain in their exit interview, they said we went from being the hunters to being the hunted, and we we lost that grit, that grit that turned us into what made us as good as we were as fast as it did. And I think that might be kind of a situation that Boston's found themselves in. I think you're exactly right. And the Joe Mazzulla quote after the game is, I didn't have my team ready. He tried to take bullets for the team. Charles Barkley made a great statement. He was – because Joe Mazzulla was saying, I, I, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. He, he needs to be saying we. Because yeah. the players didn't show up either. No. In this era of let's fire a coach, which I have a lot to talk about later on in the podcast, let's fire a coach because they're basically the lowest on the totem pole. You and I were talking about this last week as well. If you look at an organization right now, the star, the owner's obviously at the top of the tier, yeah. right? The star players are right beneath it. The GM is below that, and the coach is at the bottom of that list. Yeah. The owner has complete control. Then you hand the keys to a to a Jason Tatum or Giannis Antetokounmpo, and then the GM who builds a roster is beneath the star player, and then the coach is at the bottom of that. The coach yeah. is a scapegoat for everything. I will be the first to tell you Joe Mazzulla not calling a timeout when he does. He, he has a lot of questionable decisions, but at the end of the day, he did lead this team in his first year, even though they're fresh off a finals appearance, to one of the best records in the entire league. This is not all on him. I think this, again, goes back to the youth of the Boston Celtics, and they had one of the best benches Yep. Throughout the regular season, it has not been that way. Yeah, Derek, Malcolm Brogdon has not looked like the sixth man of the year. I'm going to adjust the camera real quick. Oh, uh, you're good. Go ahead. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon was 0 for 6 or 7 last night before they fully went to the, uh, all right, let's just put Peyton Pritchard in and see what we got, sort of a deal. And then you also had um, Derek White hadn't shown up since the Atlanta Hawks series, which <laughs> he's been a bum. He's he's turned into a pumpkin. And I think again, I think you just ran into a bucksaw of a team. Like you're not even facing like Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Norris Cole, Shane. Exactly. You're not facing those teams. Mm-hmm. You're literally facing a team that plays four undrafted free agents, twenty plus minutes a game every night, and That's you're exactly getting right. whooped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I couldn't have said it any better. And it, the the not showing up is not just on Joe Mazzulla. If you're in the NBA, you're playing at the highest level in the playoffs with your season on the line in the conference finals. Is any speech that a coach gives you really going to get you going? That's no. my problem of Joe Mazzulla taking the bullets. I don't think – I'm going to go on record. Even if this is a sweep, I don't think Joe Mazzulla should be fired. Uh-huh. And that's not because I think he's done a great job because he's clearly made mistakes. After one year and on the brink of Bud getting fired, Monty Williams getting fired, Nick Nurse getting let go, all these great coaches getting let go, I don't think it's the best – thing to do if I'm the Celtics to now have a fourth coach in four years. Brad Stevens was three years ago, Ime Odoka, we know what happened, and now Joe Mazzulla. You don't need a fourth coach in four years for these guys. I think the only thing I'll say as far as like his job, like I think you're in the situation where you, you signed him, now you kind of got to live with it. I feel like it'd be just kind of a waste of time. And honestly, GMs and owners, they're both a little too like, 
determined to make their decisions work out like we saw exactly. with the Rudy Gobert trade. They're right. going to live and die by that Rudy Gobert trade in Minnesota because it was a new regime came in. They wanted that. And, I mean, you're just kind of stuck in this limbo, if you will. Like, if I was them, I would have waited to sign him in the first place. I think I said that on record. I didn't think you should go ahead and willy-nilly sign somebody until you see them in the – in the fire, really, because right. regular season, you got teams that don't care. You got tanking teams, and then you got teams that are just incredible in the regular season, and Boston is one of those teams. But, like, I would have waited to sign him, first and foremost. So, I think you're kind of stuck now. Now, if I was them, I probably would have waited. And if I had seen a Monty Williams, uh, uh, not Dantoni, uh, Boot, Mike Budenholzer. Nick Nurse. If I had seen him, Nick Nurse, Doc Rivers even. If I had seen all those guys come available, I would have been like, all right, young gun's yeah, gonna get a yeah, he's yeah. gonna get a job. He'll be fine. Facts. Uh, hey, bud. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I know we I know we knocked you out of the playoffs a few times, but bud, come on. And then I would have probably been like, Nick Nurse, you won one. Right. You wanna come you wanna come to a roster that's not garbage? Like, mm-hmm. come on. Like, I might have looked into that. And maybe Ty Lue even, because I know there's been rumors out there that he might become available. So like Yeah, Phoenix. I is definitely would have just waited in general. But at this point in time you gotta you gotta live with the decision now. Let's go into chat real quick and get into our friends. I haven't seen us here in a couple of weeks. Only Memphis. It's so good to see you in chat. I love how you like the setup, man. Good to see you. Juju, uh, Boat and Queso, Tease Nuts. Good to see you guys in here. Uh, B11S, Lifelines, Edits, Pierce Productions. Good to see everyone in here. Hemi22 Buckets, love the name, right on cue. Let's, let's kind of rotate this now to the Miami side of conversation. I saw a, a wonderful quote from Tim McMahon on Twitter saying that Miami has embarrassed the two teams that had the two best records in the league. Obviously, Milwaukee, and now you're looking at a two-seed in the Boston Celtics. And the fact that they have not had Tyler Hero throughout this entire time, they're doing it with Max Struess, Gabe Vincent has been a bucket this entire series. And this team, throughout the regular season, was one of the most pitiful shooting teams in the entire league. They were, I believe, in the bottom uh, third of the league when it comes to shooting. Yeah. Now they've been in Fuego. I, I, my dad, I was on the phone with him last night. He was like, since that we know we're probably going to get Miami-Denver in the NBA Finals, how are you feeling about Miami's chances? I was like, Dad, I didn't like their chances against Milwaukee. I didn't like their chances against Boston. And I'm damn sure don't like their chances against Denver. But they have proved me wrong two out of those three times. I have no earthly idea what's going to happen in the NBA Finals. Is this a sweep, Cooper? Uh, Last time addressing the camera, apologies. No, you're good. Um, honestly, I ca- I told you the other day I still think it'll be a gentleman's sweep, but I did kind of think both teams would win game three. Um, <laughs> and obviously that didn't happen. Um, so I think it can be a sweep. Um, honestly, I have more faith in the Heat probably getting a sweep than I do the Nuggets. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, they ran into a Bucks all because it's not even – Jimmy Butler hadn't even had to do it. All by himself. Now, granted, he had the the game one with 35 where they were down in the fourth quarter, and he just went nuclear. And then the Grant Williams poke the bear issue, we all have seen people talk about that. And I watched it verbatim, and I literally looked at Lee, and I said, uh, yeah, you want to watch a playoff moment? Grant, <laughs> Grant Williams just yelled at Jimmy Bob. Head face, to head, Get bro. ready for this. Thanks. And then the very next play, and one in his grill saying, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just smiling at him. We're getting prime Hemi Butler. Um I'm more than happy to talk about the fact that he is Michael Jordan's son. And if you don't believe me, go watch these games. But You know what I've been thinking of lately, bro? So you know my love affair um, for John Morant, right? Yeah. You know how he's been our guy for the longest time. But, you know, with the you stuff he – You for Jimmy Butler? No, no, no. no. I, wasn't getting, I wasn't going that far. 
I'll tear him for Dame too. I was I was just saying, <laughs> we'll get into that later. I was just thinking, I'm like, I'm kind of looking for a new favorite pa- player. Josh, still my guy. I'm rooting for him. Oh. We'll get into how I feel about that later in the podcast. But I think Jimmy Butler's kind of creeping up that list. Dog, you know how much I love Hemi. I know. I talk about Hemi every year. Remember last year, even in the conference finals, I picked them and I said, no, nah, I'm dying with them. And he I'm plays some him. 90s ass basketball, oh, too. It's not like it. threes and layups with him. It's like tough, give me a post, lean, fade, elbow, mid-range, like just a midi king. He's And awesome. also just plays his ass off and talks shit while doing it. I There's so much to love about Jimmy Butler and – Chris Vernon brought up this point last week. If you inserted any star into Jimmy's situation right now, I don't think they'd I think be excelling. They would be excelling. <laughs> if you put a Steph Curry on that team, we saw a Steph Curry with, with a poor team around him, and they got bounced to play in. This yeah. is not a knock on Steph Curry. Obviously, he's a better player than Jimmy Butler. But I'm just saying, outside of Giannis – I don't – can you think of a player you could put on this Miami Heat team and take off Jimmy Butler that would have them one win away from the NBA Finals? <laughs> off the top of my head, the guy I probably would have said before the series would have been Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, but I still probably think that. I think he's just this, – this is the exact same thing that happened to Boston last year in the Finals. So, like, I st- they're still an incredible team. Right. But – um. Honestly, I just think it's one of those things that this Heat culture, like, it is an actual thing. I mean, we've seen this team year after year, like, Norris Coles of the world were incredible. We saw um, Mario Chalmers was a dog. Uh, Shane Battier, Mike Miller. I mean, you name it. Ray Allen, when he got there, was a dog. I mean, he was always a dog. But, like, uh, Birdman, like, time after time again, you get all these guys that you're like, they wouldn't be good anywhere else. And they're typically not. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the time, Miami Heat players – or even the San Antonio Spurs, this checks out with them. Most of the time, those guys are just incredible in the culture, in the scheme, in everything. Like, I think it's a test of Coach Spo more, yeah, I more think than anything. It's a combination of Spo and Butler and Pat Riley up top, oh too, just gosh, having the yeah. heat culture head to toe. We've all heard the stories of training camp. I mean, James Johnson was a guy that got sent home because he didn't show up to training camp in shape. No other franchise does it like the Miami Heat does. No. Only Memphis brought up a name. He said maybe Luka, and that's a big maybe. I mean, this is a better – Team that Luca has, yeah, one thousand percent. You yeah. you plug him in with Jimmy Butler. This is a one thousand percent better team than what Jimmy or Luca has on the Mavericks. So he would probably get to the playoffs, right? I don't necessarily know if he'd get to the play-in because until recently, it's taken Bam out of bio a long time to understand that you are bigger and better than some of those people. And outside court. of Bam, bro, we're talking about four undrafted yeah. guys playing playoff minutes. Not four undrafted guys on the roster playing Plain. in an eight-man rotation. Yeah. Half of them are undrafted. That's yep. not a knock on them, but Gabe Vincent was saying on TNT last night, bro, they treat us like a star player. Yeah. Everyone in that organization tr- treats me like a star player. And Gabe Vincent was a guy that was playing in South Haven, playing for the, uh, you know, for the South, against the South Bay Lakers, playing in the G League just a couple years back, and now he's hitting big-time shots, oh. setting career highs and whatnot. If it's not him, then it's Max Struess the night before, yeah. Kevin Love. Duncan Mike, Robinson. Yes, it's, it's just been amazing what the Miami Heat have yeah. done. Max Struess is – or not Max Struess. Gabe Vincent is averaging 17.5 points – a game and just just this series alone, which is six points higher than his regular season totals. That's crazy. And he's shooting fifty five and a half percent from three on six shots a night. My God! I mean, he is just out of his mind. Caleb Martin is the guy I also want to point out. He is averaging nineteen point three points a game in this conference finals, which is seven more points above 
his regular season totals, and he's shooting 47.5% from three and 63 from the field. And I swear, he makes the hardest shots in the history of the shots. It's insane. I don't even want to knock these guys because they're playing so well right now, but it's so reminiscent of, like, no, guys (laughs) playing well. For the Spurs and then going somewhere else and being shit. Kendrick yeah. Nunn is Kendrick a guy. Nunn's a good one from the Heat. Yeah. Or Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside's another good one for the Heat. Spurs guys, Davis Bertans gets $100 million. Patty Mills. Shit. Patty Mills go up to the Brooklyn Nets and plays terribly. It's the system and the culture they're in. I love the Hassan Whiteside one because that's yeah, a perfect one. He got a bag as well. I forgot where he is now. I yeah, and Kendrick plays. Nunn's borderline out of the NBA now. Yeah. It's just. Been traded like three times since. I, I'm not saying if Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin left, they would be dog, but that's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> Honestly, I've told you a few times how much I love Caleb Martin. Right. Like, I just think he makes winning basketball plays, and I think he's a hard worker. But I'm going to be honest, I feel like both of those guys, they're going to stay at Miami no matter what. Like yep. th- Those guys are like – and I think that's another thing that Miami and the Spurs do well is they make sure to take care of their guys. Mm-hmm. Like you saw Duncan Robinson say what you will about him defensively or whatnot, but he has shown up in these playoffs, and they paid him. Yeah. They paid him a lot of money to – I mean, I just pulled – I just had it pulled up. I can pull it right back up again. Um, he, like, wasn't playing this year mm-hmm. at all because yep. he's a liability defensively, but when he gets in a heater – I mean, he was throwing up shots at the end of that game last night. Now, I understand it's against Peyton Pritchard and, like, Luke – Mike Muscala and <laughs> Luke Cornette. Like, Flex. I understand it's against those guys. But he's throwing up shots that I'm like, in no world should that ever go in. And, I mean, that thing doesn't even touch any part of the net or rim. It just goes straight in. Gabe Vincent, career high. I know. 29 points. 11 of 14. 6 of 9 from 3. All by himself, he outscored the Celtics stars Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So, combined – Oh, Jalen Brown was abysmal. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. He didn't make a shot from three. Outscored – by Gabe Vincent. Jalen Brown, his quote was actually interesting. I don't know. if it, Like, the first thing he said was, like, I don't even know what to say. We got our ass beat. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what you say. They look like they gave up is what they looked like. And the thing that I can't help from wondering, because how badly does he really want to be there? That bag is super nice uh, that he got because he, he earned the All-NBA selection. But yep. you have to wonder. You know, we've looked at his – Without Jason Tatum, this is a guy that averaged 30 points a game. And the competitive nature at the highest level, does he want to be a 1A instead of a 1B now? I'm going to be completely honest. This Boston Celtics team won't be the same Boston Celtics team next season. Mm. I, I think I think opening day of NBA, this Boston Celtics team will be a different roster. Right. I think you will have a different starting five. Um, I just don't see this team staying together. Because every single offseason we get the Jalen Brown's going to be on the move. Why would I want to stay? Right. Why would I want to stay when I'm working my butt off just to get y'all to the – they've been to the conference finals five years in a row since Jason Tatum has been on this team. Why would he want to be there when nobody gives him the credit that he deserves? I would go get money and be the number one player on another team if I was Jalen Brown. Now, granted – I'm not going to say that that's exactly what he's going to do, but I do think that this Boston Celtics team will be a different starting lineup next year, opening day. The, so Tatum and Brown, yeah. we, we've talked about how abysmal, thank God, the air, AC went fine. Yeah, sorry, off. our air was on. Yeah, I need to I need, – next time we'll turn that shit off. Yeah, I'll turn that but off. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combined seven for 40 on three-pointers in this series. Yeah. 
7 of 40 from 3. They were 1 of 14 Sunday in Game 3. Um, they've taken 116 shots to score 128 points. 41% overall from the field. 21 assists to 23 turnovers. Oh, dude. The Jason Tatum traveling turnovers? Dude. That like, is middle school crap. Yeah, literally, bro. I don't even think you do that in elementary Hell basketball. Nah. Yeah. Like, that's pitiful. I've never seen that ish in my life. I don't even see that in church league. No, bro. I don't get what? it. What? <laughs> back to back, it. though. You're yeah. in the conference finals, and you have back to back traveling violations two different ways. Yeah. One, you jump up with the ball, and you don't even try to put the ball no. on the ground. You jump up with it, and he then he was like, What did I do? I'm like, Dude, both of your feet were off the ground. You and then travel. the other one, you just. Right. I'm like, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. I mean, you look at this team, and typically when you see a team that's been in the playoffs five years straight, mm-hmm. and they've gotten deep in the playoffs five years straight, you typically, when you're seeing a close game, like it's a five-point game, seven-point game, maybe even a tie ball game with the final five minutes to go, you look at the team that's been there more, and you're like, they're going to dominate. Yeah, for sure. Because they've been there, they have the mental toughness, they're ready to go for mm-hmm. it. This team has done the complete opposite. They're playing like the Minnesota Timberwolves did to let the Grizzlies win their first series as this core mm-hmm. last year. Right. Because the Grizzlies probably should have been swept, if not gentlemen swept, last year by the Minnesota Timberwolves. But they had no clue how to finish a game because they were young. Mm-hmm. And so we found a way to come back from all these double-digit deficits. And then it showed in the Warrior series. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what Boston's doing. You will never win a championship when you do that. Nah, not at all. I think this team... I think they'll be lucky, like you said, to be in the same tack. Because if I'm a GM, if if I'm Brad Stevens right now, what else can I do? Yeah, you're getting all you can out of Al Horford. I know he's not been nobody's been good in this series, but you're getting all you can out of Al Horford. You went and got Malcolm Brogdon in the off season. He won Six Man of the Year. You had the best bench in the league up to this point, and yeah. they have not shown up. This is not a roster construction problem. They have all the talent in the world. I go back to Mikel Bridges. They have dicked around in the first two rounds. And that, that was his words. And it was interesting coming from him because this is a guy that plays in the Eastern Conference, and he knew this was before the season even started when he sat down with Ryan Clark and the guys from the pivot. He was saying, I don't know about Boston because they have messed around in the first two rounds. And now you see that messing around with the Miami Heat squad who is poised to win in Heat culture, you, you can't do it. You ready to move on to the West? Oh, absolutely. Also, just shout-out to Duncan Robinson. He played 42 games this regular season, and he's played 14 in the playoffs. Dusted him off, and it's I mean, been amazing. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And he was making some big oh, dude, shots last he's night, bro. insane. He was making some shots. Let's go to chat and shout out some people uh, as well. L, good to see you in here. The media all about edits. Queso, uh, the NBA 2K Kings, good to see you guys in here. Lando, uh, so shout out to you guys. Y'all make sure to leave a like on stream as we are back here and better than ever. Sorry we missed all of last week. We were moving into our new apartment. Also, I was traveling for a little bit, but just to make up for it, we're going to be here Monday through Thursday at 5.30 Central, Monday through Thursday this week, to give you everything you need to know about the conference finals and beyond, and then we'll get back on normal schedule next week. We're so excited uh, to now be in the new crib. We're going to adjust the set a little bit more, make sure it looks good on there, but let's move into the Western Conference tonight. This one's worse. Game four. L.A., Denver. Uh, obviously, Denver is leading this series, and they have completely taken control of it. But let's recap what happened in Game 3. Jokic finally uh, is getting some help, and Jamal Murray has been bubble Jamal for sure. I believe he had 30 points in the first half on Saturday night. 23 in the fourth quarter. And apparently, according to Michael Malone, 
Nikola Jokic turned into a coach down the stretch. He wanted to go into a two, uh, two-man game, have the, the one side of the floor to just him and Jamal Murray working in the pick and roll, and how the hell do you stop that if you're the Lakers, especially with their transition defense? Um, how are you feeling about this one? And is Denver – why did everyone sleep on them, including us? I would just like to go on record – before the Kevin Durant trade, I had Denver the entire time. Oh, okay. I will. Yeah, okay. You know I did because you made fun of me because you then proceeded uh, to go, Denver's defense is going to be so bad in the playoffs because everybody's just going to put Jokic into a pick and roll and they're going to pick on him the entire game. And I said, you're right. But I, until yeah, I yeah, you, other, do, you agree with me. And I said, me. until otherwise, I'm taking Denver. I don't like anybody else in the West. Okay. And then, obviously, the Phoenix stuff made the changes. And I was like, if they catch the right wave, Phoenix can go all the way. Obviously, that didn't happen. And Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton got hurt. Yeah, you can go ahead and get your brooms out. Or LeBron, DeAndre Ayton didn't get hurt. He was asked. LeBron is showing his age, and LeBron and AD aren't even the best player on their team playing in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say on this one. This is this is a cakewalk to the finals for Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. I want to shout out Lucas in chat. He's just saying he's missing Grizz Talk. Me too. We'll get to some Grizz Talk here later. We'll get to Grizz Talk next season. There's nothing to talk about. Oh, we'll be talking about John Morant this pod, so I hope you're ready. In this one? Oh, yes. Are you going to move the camera up so they can see what you wasted money on? <laughs> oh, they'll, they'll see it next time. So those of you who don't know, I know you can't see this shit behind me, but... Um, it's a full light. So so three weeks ago, I ordered like a... like a, I, I know you can't 10. see it. Yeah, like a 10 by 10 poster of Ja. It was clean as hell. Bunch of different moments. It's super dope. Yeah, yeah I wish you guys could see it. I'll lower it tomorrow. If it didn't have Thug written in the middle of it. <laughs> it does better. not have Thug written in the middle of it. Chill oh up. my bad, that's a Glock. <laughs> you guys will see it tomorrow. I'll lower it so you guys can see it better. But I ordered this bitch like two to three weeks ago. And came in. One day later, he flashed the Glock. I really have nothing else to say about the Western Conference Finals, by the way. Do you? Um, I will. I, I do just is have a one sweep? question to pose to you. Yeah, it's a sweep. Okay. But how much money is Austin Reeves about to make? I think it's close to $100 million. I agree. I think he's legit going to get a four-year, $25 million a year. And the bad thing is the Lakers, all they can offer is fifty. Is four years, $50 million, which is 12 and a half a year. He's going to way, yeah, he's gonna get way, way out. Someone's going to overpay just to get him. Yes. So in the regular season, which granted, the last few weeks of the regular season, he was averaging like 20. I'm going to cut the AC efficiency. off real yeah, quick. Just turn the fan off right there. No, 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 like on the little button thing. Swipe up and then turn the fan off. Should be that second lever. Did you slide it up? Yeah, the case. And then the second lever in the middle is going to be fan. Just click fan off. We're working out the kinks. Remember, this is our first time in our new apartment. We're working on it. Um, but yeah, he's averaging 22.7 points a game on 55, 56 and a half from the field. And he's only shooting three and a half free throws a game. So all the people out there, including myself who hate on him for collecting fouls, like nobody's business. Um, he's been insane and he's going to get a hundred million dollars. You want me to come? It should. Yeah. You see the fan one. It should just say, does it say off? No, there's no off on it. LOL. Eh. There it goes. I'll figure it out later. But, yeah, that's all I have to say on the conference finals. You can get into whatever else you'd prefer to get into. Yeah, he's going to use Mike back. I'll, I'll mention the thing I really want to talk about, which is the fact that the Eastern, uh, the All-Star games are going to go back to East versus West. 
And I'll wait to hear your comments as soon as you do that. We back, we back, we back, we back, we back. Sorry, y'all. Getting used to new crib and everything. Um, what was your question, bro? The uh, East and West All Star game going back to the East versus West. Number one, I don't think this is going to be a sweep. I think Denver. This is going to be a sweep. I think Denver has a little bit of gentleman in them. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> I think they do. They uh, got that dog in them. Have you not I, heard these post-game I, interviews? I think the Nuggets have a little tiny bit of gentlemen in them. I think it's a five. I, I think the only difference is they just want to go home to celebrate it. That, that's my thing. Number two, the Western Conference versus the Eastern Conference. I was watching Through the Wire, our friends Kenny Beecham and uh, his podcast, and I was perplexed because they were against it. They. They, they didn't want they want to watch the draft show, which is cool. Like that, that's a good. No, moment. that draft was garbage. But the reason there is no competition in the All Star game is literally because there's no pride in it. Really? I, I look at the MLB All Star game. Let's just mm-hmm. look at that National League versus the American League. What I think is cool as hell is whoever wins that game gets home field advantage, gets home field advantage for the World Series. Yep. If you do the same thing in the NBA. A lot of the guys that are in the All-Star game think they're going to be playing in June. They're going to want to play a little bit as it goes down the stretch. I'm not saying it's going to be an all-out five-on-five game, but it will bring the competition up. And when you have guys on the same team over and over again, even though people jump teams like we've never seen before, I think he definitely adds some competition. I love the idea, to be frank. I, I, I hated that draft. That draft was unbearable to watch. Like, mm-hmm. the, the celebrity All-Star game was more fun to watch than the freaking actual All-Star game. I agree. Like, everything aside from the All-Star game on All-Star Weekend was more fun to watch. So, I want East versus West more than I want anything in this world. Like, I'd rather have East versus West than have John Morant play basketball for the Grizzlies next year. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll address this. We'll address this. I'm on his head. For those of y'all out I'm, there, I I'm do, I do like love that. Ja. I, <laughs> ja is my – I literally have more jerseys of Ja and more paraphernalia of Ja than I do any other basketball player. I, I will open by this. So whenever I woke up last Sunday and I had a text uh, from one of my good friends at like 6 o'clock in the morning about the video, I saw it and was like, this has to be old. Like I was yeah. just shocked. I'm like, there is no way anybody is this stupid to be frank to do the same thing twice when you literally got a warning of what it would do. Now, my number one pet peeve, this is not aimed at you. This is, like, don't don't think this is aimed at you at all. No, it's aimed at me. No, I promise it's not. It's aimed at, like, the other comments and shit. Is what law did he break? Zero. Yes. When you work for a private organization that pays you millions of dollars, and whether you, of course, this fan's cutting on again, whether you like that or wrong. <laughs> whether you like that or not, you have a responsibility that comes with your fame. You have kids that look up to you. The head of social media for the Memphis Grizzlies, his name is Devin Walker, he had a pastor call him from the city of Memphis and say, I'm doing my best in the streets of Memphis right now to teach kids that gun violence is not the answer. I'm not here to talk about politics or anything. I just don't like people getting killed. That That's just how I feel about it. But how is what he's doing gun violence? It's not gun violence. That's what I'm saying. He's not promoting gun violence. He's He has a gun in a video. That's not promoting gun violence. Gun violence would be him shooting somebody in a video. I know. I'm not saying. Uh, can I get to my point? I'm waiting for it. 
I'm just saying for, for, for kids to like be looking at somebody uh, waving a Glock in a parked car outside of a high school after you see your sister graduating is not the best look. Especially when two months earlier you claimed that you would be smarter. You claimed that you would be a face of the franchise and city that you are. And not only that, this is why I'm not pissed about it. If this is just this one thing, I'm not even mad about this incident. Let's... You better get comfortable, because we're going. I know, I'm, I'm we're going back to the time. I might, put, I might set my mic down while you get through this. May fourteenth, twenty twenty-two. This is why I'm upset, everybody. May fourteenth, twenty twenty-two. All started on Twitter. Um, somebody called him, called him a name on Twitter. He responded by saying, "It's free to see how the hollows feel. Not a big deal, right?" He deleted it. July twenty twenty-two. Washington Post reported that he allegedly. Threatened a mall security guard. His mom was shopping at finish line, and the and um, the worker at finish line was not treating his mom correctly. So his mom calls his son, who has millions of dollars on the line, to come take care of it. His son pulls up with Devonte Pack and a myriad of other guys. Threatens the finish line worker, and the finish line worker goes back in the store and hides. Calls the mall security. And the mall security escorts John Morant, Devonte Pack outside of the mall. Outside of the mall, uh, the the mall cop was told by John Morant, what time do you get off work because I will meet you and I'll take care of this shit right now. Then the mall cop proceeded to call the cops, got a report written about it. That was July. A couple days later, uh, Morant allegedly punched a 17-year-old. Who knows if it's true or if it's not. There's a lot of uh, shit up in the air about that. According to a 17-year-old, he went inside the house and got a gun and threatened him with that as well. This is all allegedly. I'm not saying any of this is true. This is all hearsay. September of 2022. High school volleyball game, Houston High School. His sister, Nia Morant, goes to Houston High School. Yeah, went to Houston High School back in September. Um, Family and friends stormed into the high school volleyball game after a verbal altercation between his sister and another teenager occurred. Officers tried blocking the group from entering the student section, but one of Morant's friends punched past Probably Devontae Pack and John Morant. Some witnesses allege that the friend slapped a phone out of a teenager's hand and threatened to beat them. Morant defended the incident, saying he was checking on his sister. January 30th. Morant's father got into a verbal altercation with NFL Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp, which is, in my opinion, has nothing to do with John Morant. Can we agree with that? The Shannon Sharp incident had nothing to do with John. All right, that's January Later in January, this is when the Indiana Pacers incident happened. His best friend, Devontae Pack, is now thrown out and banned from uh, Memphis' arena because uh, he got into it with James Johnson and other members of the Players' Party. Uh, after the game, Morant proceeded to get into an SUV, which Pacers' Party claims there was a red laser pointed at them, and they believed it was from a gun. That was in January. March 4th, weekend you and I were in Atlanta for Overtime Elite. NBA suspended Morant for eight games for conduct, for conduct detrimental to league using the strip club, right? He, he pointed the gun. We all saw that. And then two months later, oh, excuse me. Yeah, two months later, this video comes out. That's why I'm upset, bro. Not because of this one incident and this one video happening. That's why I'm upset. I'm watching a video of Mikel Bridges. I'm watching Desmond Bain go out and recruit players. I'm watching J- Jason Tatum and other young stars play in the playoffs, focused on basketball. 
get, getting paid millions of dollars to do what they do, keeping the main thing the main thing. That's what I'm watching. That's why I'm upset. First off, um, someone went on, I'm pretty sure it was Kelsey, and I know you hate Kelsey, and I'm not necessarily using her as my defense, but she brought up something. She was like, when his old Instagram got leaked, it was all these like rap lyrics, all these things, and she was like, is he? Are, are, is this all the people out there saying John Morant's changed, or is this just the real John Morant? I'll put that out there. As far as this last incident, the only issue that's actually there is the fact that he made the NBA look bad, and he made the Grizzlies look bad, and he did the same thing that he did in Denver in this incident. If he never did the same thing in Denver, this wouldn't even be a story. It like wouldn't be a story at all because if you – uh, and I did this to I sent this to y'all because it was Mother's Day, and I remember texting you and Ben. He doesn't break a federal law, he doesn't break a state law, and he doesn't break any NBA bylaws. Because the reason the Denver thing was an issue and that they had to investigate as bad as they did was because if he brought the gun on a player or on a team plane or a team bus or whatever, that is breaking the NBA bylaw because the NBA bylaw states that you can't have a gun on NBA property or in a team facility, which is NBA property, and you can't have it on NBA activity or team activity, which is traveling with the team. He's in the offseason, so he didn't break any of those laws. The only – I don't personally care one way or the other because it is his Second Amendment right and it is his state right to have a gun um, and all that nonsense. I just don't want to see it on a video. I personally don't care. Um, I don't either. I, he is imitating thing. rap videos, which is what he's doing, because like that's, that's what every old rap video used to do back in the day when YouTube music videos were a big thing. That's what they were. I just don't think it's as big of a deal as national media is making it. I don't think it's as big of a deal as every single human in this world makes it. I've literally not listened to podcasts for the last week because I'm just sick of listening to the jaw comments. Because at the end of the day, he didn't break a law. He just made the NBA look bad. And I'm going to be honest, I'd be more worried about it if it was not Adam Silver being the head of NBA. If it was uh, – because Adam Silver's it, been soft, let's yeah, be honest. If it, was, if it was what's-his-name, uh, and I'm blanking on his name hard right now, but if it was him, I'd be worried about it. But I'm also – like, it's just one of those things that – David Mi- Stern, he'd be suspended yeah, Stern, for 50 thank games. Miles Bridges beat a woman on camera, but broke it, numerous laws, he and he only suspe- got suspended for 30 games. It's not true, bro. He, he only – no, the NBA's suspension was only 30 games. He just wasn't signed to a team, and when there were rumors that he was going to get signed to a team, they issued the 30-game extra suspension. So technically, it was a full-season suspension. Thank you. But not dished out by the NBA. The NBA didn't dish that out until he was about to come back and play the final Okay, but the games. NBA didn't dish it out for – so basically, John Morant got suspended two games then. Technically, yes. The NBA only suspended Jaw two games. The Grizzlies suspended Jaw six of those eight games that the NBA allegedly suspended him for. Or they're not allegedly. They suspended it's him. It's time served. I think but it's the same thing for Miles Bridges. Time served was a year. I know, but it took the NBA that long to do it. If they were really going to give him an 82-game suspension, they would have said, you're not allowed to play basketball next year. And if, they didn't do that. They didn't do it until if, he was going to come back and play for the If Hall John Morant gets suspended 50 games, does he still do this? Yeah. It doesn't. He doesn't care. That's who he is. Now, granted, I think that's he's, the problem. He's going to have a lot of PR talks, and they're going to be like, "Dude, just don't video it." Like that's the whole issue. We wouldn't even be talking about this if social media was a thing. Like, I mean, we're we're getting upset about him for going to the clubs and all this nonsense, and then we look at James Harden, and nobody cares about that. And then we look at uh, who's upset about him for Dennis, going to the clubs. Everyone, because everybody's like, if you weren't in that situation, you wouldn't have done the thing. 
the the post the picture wouldn't have been sent out with fifty thousand dollars on w- the floor and the stripper on your lap. He wasn't. That's not what people are upset about. People are upset that it's broad daylight and you're you're waving a gun on camera. Nobody cares that he has a gun, bro. I but don't that's care. Not breaking th- the law. Nobody cares that he has a gun, bro. It's just not breaking the law. I just don't. I think the deal that has been made out to be is just way out of proportion. It's not this one incident, though. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, you, like, and it's the fact that he doesn't know that. He, he knows the consequences. He just doesn't care. It's selfish. It's everybody in that franchise, Zach Kleiman, Taylor Jenkins, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, that took up for John ja Morant, and he selfishly does it again. I understand He makes that. everyone around him look like an ass, and I'm sorry, bro, he's my favorite player, but that's selfish as fuck in my opinion. No, it's 1,000% it's is, but you once a thug, always a thug. Like That's just how he's going to be. Like, I, if if people can't get over the fact that that is who he is and that's what he's going to act like, then you might as well stop watching because it's not changing anytime soon. I think money makes you more of what you are, especially when you choose to surround yourself with the people he's chosen to surround himself with. I'm also not going to try to be mean to anybody, but your dad's not very smart. You're not. You're clearly not very smart, and the friends you surround yourself with aren't very smart. So if you're expecting smart decisions to be made out of these people, you're – you're gonna be waiting a long time. I could agree with that. Like that's that's what I'm saying that. though. This this I whole agree all that. of this nonsense is just it's it's blown out of proportion. And I just think it's it's honestly tainted podcasts and NBA basketball for me at the moment because it's just a waste of we're wasting breath on it because it's not changing because of us talking about it. It's not going to change if Tony Allen went up to John Morant and whooped him on camera and told him to stop doing it. It's not changing because he's not willing to change. My sad thing and the thing that I'm worried about is I don't think we, we can sit back and I posed a question earlier. If he got 50 games, would he do it again? I'm with you. I don't think it matters because he doesn't it care doesn't. about the consequences. He lost $40 million. But my thing is if Adam Silver lays down the hammer and tries to send a message, I, don't, I think that 25 to 50 games hurts job more than it helps him. I don't know the answer to this. I don't know how to solve this problem. I'll be the first to tell you that. I just know if you remove basketball from this kid's life, I think he's going to struggle mightily, and I think he's going to turn everyone to a villain even more and to say, woe is me, victim mentality even more if he's away from the game for a long period of time. I think that's something Adam Silver has to be careful about, but like I said, I don't have an alternative to that. Do you? No. Um, Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just think – I think he needs to be playing basketball, but I also just think he it's, it, you're not going to change him. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not worth trying to. But out of curiosity, how many games is it uh, to be eligible for All-NBA and All-Star and all that stuff? Is I believe – 64? I think it's – I think it's 62 now. I think it's 60-something now. Let me look it up. I'm just curious about something. You can keep talking. Yeah, but that, that's my thing because I've been seeing it. Everyone has been saying what you said. He's not breaking any laws. In my opinion, it's not about the law breaking. It's about the history of events uh, that has been led up to. He's still in a lawsuit with a 17-year-old right now. But with that in mind, are we shocked? That's what I'm saying. If people want to bring up all the events, you're reading the laundry list. Why are you? Why are you surprised? Because that's my thing. I'm just not making. I'm not overreacting to something that I'm expecting. Like my expectations are there, so if he's if he's staying within my expectations, how am I shocked? I'm not surprised. Was I 
was I weirded out to see that text on Mother's Day? Because A, it's Mother's Day, so why are you not with your mom? And B, your sister was graduating, so why are you even in that situation? Can you imagine that household on Mother's uh, Day? No, You're supposed to be no. celebrating your sister graduating high school, a major accomplishment. You're supposed to be celebrating your mother who has raised you to the man you are to be able to provide for your own family and make millions of dollars. And instead, you're doing PR circles on Mother's Day inside your own household. That's another selfish thing of him. Going back to your point of are you not surprised, I'm not surprised another event happened. What I am surprised is it's the exact same thing that was two months ago. You do it again on Instagram Live, the same platform, the exact same way. Because I knew he was not the smartest, the sharpest tool in this shed. I just didn't know it was this bad, bro. The exact same thing's crazy. You know I that mean, shit's crazy. I'm going to be honest. You look at you look at NFL, you look at NBA, you look at MLB, you look at college basketball, you look at every single sports thing that is put on ESPN, CBS, you name it. There's probably more often than not those type of guys on those teams. They're just not out there posting it on videos. Like, that's – there's a line. They all know where it is. I think – Josh just passed it to me. I think a lot of guys are not the smartest, but I think there's a different line. I think John Moran is starting to enter an Antonio Brown level of stupidity. Stupidity. We'll see. I I mean, you know, Antonio Brown's a different level than everybody else. I just think Antonio Brown, I don't know what happened, but something just clicked and he just went haywire. I I don't even know. But I do think, I think the suspension will be right at 16 to 18. And I say that because the the Players Association will have, they'll have a say in this and they'll be involved in this. And I think a lot of those guys on the thing will be like, look, he gets what he deserves. What he deserves is to not be eligible for All-NBA and all those things, and he needs to play 65 games. So if you automatically take him out of the 65-game threshold, I think that I think players will feel like that's justified, and Adam Silver will be like, that's double, if not a little bit more, than what I already gave him, so that's fine too. And he's going to lose money for all those games anyways. And, I mean, if we're being honest, the thing I think that gets the question out to him more often than not is just take away all of his money altogether because then you can't be out there doing those things. Now, granted – I still don't think it's changing anything because if you're going to be like that in general, you're not typically going to change very often. Um, so, I don't know. I just think uh, the media has – I think J.J. Reddick's probably been my favorite person throughout this entire thing about it because he's kind of in the same wavelength that I am. He's like, it, it, we're expecting something out of somebody who's not that. That's just it. I agree with that. And J.J. Reddick, I, I think the – I kind of agree with them, kind of don't. I do agree with them on the suspension thing. If you suspend this guy a ton of games, I think it hurts him more than it helps him. I don't think he's going to learn some elaborate lesson if it's 50 games. I don't think that is. If you take it, it goes back to, you know, playing like people that come. I'm not going to speak on it and act like I even know, but I know that sports can transform someone's life and put routine in their life and put value and purpose in their life. If you remove that, I think you just get even more lost. That's how I feel about it. So give me a number that you want, that, that you think is fair. Suspension one? Yes. Uh, fair would be zero because I don't particularly see the issue that he did, but the NBA is probably going to give him somewhere from 16 to 20, and I, I guess that's fine. I'm really not worried about it. Like, whatsoever. Like, I haven't been this entire situation. I make jo- I crack jokes about it because it's funny and the memes are great. But, like, if, if it was me giving it out, I'd be, like, zero. So you think he doesn't deserve a suspension at all? Not really. No, I mean, it's your opinion, bro. I'm not going to sit here I and just, argue with it. I think, in my opinion, why are we acting like we're above the law? That's kind of where I'm, like, 
I get it. Under, I get the PR. I get the. I don't think. Heard, I don't, I don't think it's the, the NBA. You, I get that, but he didn't. I don't didn't break think a law. it's the NBA acting like they are above the law. I think it's a private organization. If I go into my workplace and I'm waving a gun, not that I have a gun on my waist belt. I think that's fine. If I'm dancing and waving a gun, and posting it on social media, McDonald's will have a conversation with me if I'm posting on Instagram Live waving a Glock and I work for McDonald's. McDonald's is going to ask me, like, hey, what the hell? Can we not do that? <laughs> I guess, but I don't know. You know, you know like, he, he didn't break a law. I don't particularly care. I know he didn't. It's, that's his private life. Do what you do. I know do he didn't break a law, it. but I'm just saying, if I work for an Amazon I warehouse. I get it's a liability thing, but, like, yeah. if he's not bringing It's a the conversation to, work, to be like, had I get at it's the a conversation. Least. Yeah, it's a conversation. It's not... Uh, you're suspended from work for 30 days. I think most places. No. <laughs> if I'm working in an office job Not and I'm Memphis. on Memphis, if I'm working in an office job, if I'm working at International Paper, an office job, and I'm going on Instagram Live waving a gun around, I think I'm either probably going to get fired. I doubt you'll get fired, but I do think most people would probably put it on private to where the only people that can see it are the people that they know won't tell anybody. But I don't. I, at the end of the day, nobody's waving a gun on video. Like, that's not... Exactly. Nobody's that, that effing stupid. I get that. But <laughs> what I'm saying is the only issue here is the image of the NBA and the Memphis Grizzlies. And particularly, I'm going to be honest, you live in Memphis, you might as well get used to the image. I don't think there should be a suspension. I just don't. Okay. I think it's a waste of time. I think it's a waste of paperwork. It's a waste of telling that man he ain't getting his contract. And I just... We're wasting breath. I, I think... Whenever you have a boss, you have an employer, I think they have a right to have a say in what image you choose to put out. And I agree with that. But at the end of the day, he didn't break the NBA's laws, first and foremost. Like, we'll stop talking about state and federal laws. He didn't break the NBA law. I know. I'm just saying, if I'm applying for a job, the like at all these job career fairs and everybody that I interviewed for when I wasn't going to do this, the first thing they would do is look at your social media. Exactly. And that's fine. And I understand that does deter a lot of people from hiring. At the end of the day, whether you like it or not, you represent the company you work for. Whether you like it or not. I understand that. But what I'm saying is. And I think in Jaws' position, it's even bigger than that. But let's go back. You just told me a laundry list of stuff. I I sat my mic down for five minutes to let you list off all the things. The only time they ever did anything was when he. Had a gun while they were on a team, team. When there was hard proof schedule. of it, when yeah. there was hard proof of it. But that's what I'm saying. Like they know, and it took until he finally flashed a gun on Instagram Live during the team travel to do something. So like, I feel like I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of at this point we're just beating a dead horse because it's not changing anytime soon, no matter what you do. So what's the point? Do you see this career ending badly, or do you think he can move on from this? I'm not going to say it's going to be a career ender, but I mean... No, I don't think this itself is going to be a career ender. But I think, could do, you see it leading to being a career? Yeah. yeah. Does I mean, his career end badly, or do you see him moving on and being better for this? I'm going to quote the P- Paul George podcast. I think it's Podcast P or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, him and DeMar DeRozan were sitting there talking. And DeMar DeRozan, they were talking about LeBron James posted something um, saying Bronny better than half the dudes in the league. I don't agree with that. 
but we'll see. But anywho, they were like, do you agree with that statement? And DeMar goes, there's a lot of bums in this league. He didn't say it exactly like that, but I'm going to keep the cussing out. Um, but he was like, there's a lot of dudes in this league that do not have the, this is my job, I want to become the best at it, I'm going to work every single day, and I'm going to become a better player every single day. Ja doesn't have that whatsoever. Ja had that in his rookie year, his second year, his third year, and then he got paid. Ja ain't had that since he got paid. I watched Jaron Jackson Jr., I watched Desmond Bain, I even watched Luke Kennard to some extent be better basketball players than him. Because they, they know what they do, and they go out there and they do it. Or they're not hungover either. Well, that's also a valid point. John Morant wants to be – John Morant's got the money. Now he wants to go live his life. I'll say that. So, I, I don't see him you playing You think it's a – I made – okay. I don't I see him playing very long. I think John's going to finally get fed up to the point where he just wants to go on his own way. I and think, I think teams are going to get tired of dealing with him. I think you're exactly right. Because DeMar and Paul George were also talking about – you see these guys that are just – there's different levels to it. They want to be an NBA champion. They want to be an all-star. But then those, those guys, they want to get that massive second contract, dust their hands, they're chilling. I think John Morant may be that guy. At the end of the day, he's both of our favorite player. He represents our city. I'm always going to want the best for him. He's still gonna like one of my favorite people to ever watch play the game of basketball. Yeah. I just think you and I care more about that franchise I think you and I care more about his teammates. I think you and I care more about his image than John Morant himself cares. That is another problem of mine. As far as the thing, I think I agree with you 15 to 20 games. I know this was an uncomfortable conversation for you. you yeah, because I don't. You did, you did not enjoy it. But, bro, at the end of the day, we talk about sports. This is one of the biggest stories in the past two it's weeks. It's the only story. That's the issue. I need, I need somebody to go out there and, like, run somebody over in a car so I have to stop listening to this. Because I, I legit haven't it's listened. It's the only story because... I legit haven't listened to a podcast because of it. It's the I'm only, so tired of it. It's the only story because only a handful of people in sports do stupid shit like this. I get that, but, man, I'd rather listen to people talk about, like, Shohei Otani being a baller or something like that. Like, I'd rather you talk about the actual ongoing sports and not off-court issues. Like, I don't know. That's just me. I prefer not to drive... In my who, car who, for 35 minutes a day. Is it is it Chris Vernon and no? Like, it's everybody. Is it? I know. I'm just saying. Is it Stephen A. and Chris Vernon? Is it their fault that they're talking about this, or is no. it John Morant's fault that they're talking about I this? I mean, it happened two weeks ago. I'll, I'll say that, and we're still talking about it. Huh. Granted, I think the conference finals being boring as a mug and sweeps has not helped the situation. Oh no, it was talked about when it, there were before sweeps and stuff. I get that, but I don't know. I'm just of the opinion that I'd. I think we live and let it die. I mean, you, you talk about the biggest people in these sports. The reason they are Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, even they had the highest spotlight on them possible, and they handled it well. You see people who can't handle it well, and I think Nike, as far as that perspective, Kyrie Irving. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of thoughts to be had about it, and I'll be the first to tell you, sports talk is not always easy. Thank, no. thank you for having this conversation. Oh, no, it's all good. I knew it was coming eventually. It is what it is, though. I mean, I have my opinions. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if I could sit down next to John Moran and ask him about it, I probably would. But What would you ask him? Honestly, probably I'd just want to hoop with him first. So I'd be like, hey, you want to go hoop? I won't, I won't throw a ball at your head. But I'd just be like, why? Yeah, that'd be my question, Devontae too. Devontae Peck, why? Yeah. Like, that'd probably be the only things I'd ask him. Then I'd be like, all right, Let's go hoop. Let's go throw the football. 
Let's go do something. And staying away. I'll play 2K with you. Staying away from team activities. Because he lives with Devontae Pack. Yeah. Puts him around him more. And also you entrench in, well, I didn't break a law. I didn't do shit wrong. I'm going to keep operating the way I am. You know? I, I don't think nothing. I don't think anything's going to change. So you and I agree. I'm just you and I agree. All right, let's get into some small talk. Why don't we? Let's get into some easier shit, bro. You got a you got a rough week of the exams and everything, huh? Yeah, By the I way, thank you again for having that conversation. Chat, y'all make sure to leave a like on stream. Shout out to Lucas, uh, Queso, Santonio. Some of you guys been here for a long time. Appreciate it. Go ahead though. I'm trying to think, there was something that I had on my mind. We already hit up the Eastern East and West. All-Star game. Mm-hmm. What else? Oh, NFL schedules came out. Yeah, the New York Jets is one that you and I were talking about it this morning before you went to work. Uh, New York Jets stood out to me because Aaron Rodgers, you're looking at <laughs> the first five games. I believe he opens against the Bills. You have to go to Dallas, and then you play the Patriots a few weeks after that. Two big-time division games. And their schedule is rough to start off. They could easily start two and three, two and four, um, especially with that new squad. But that that's the schedule that popped out at me. I saw something about Dalvin Cook being interested in the Dolphins as well. I think that's something to monitor after June first. Um, there, there's a ton of stuff though. Oh yeah, I mean, I, the thing I heard is the fact that the Eagles have the number one hardest schedule in the NFL, and then the Cowboys have the third hardest schedule in the NFL and I think that's amusing because they have to play each other twice mm-hmm. but like yeah I'm not looking forward to Aaron Rodgers coming in my stadium again thought we were rid of him <laughs> at least it won't be in the playoffs let's take up Quazo in chat he said talk about the Spurs and Victor Webb and Yama oh yeah that did perfect happen. spot for him in my opinion you and I like as long as we have talked about Victor on this podcast dog you and I said Utah or San Antonio would be the perfect spot because there he has the keys I think San Antonio is even better because you have the French connection um and you also have a a patent postman history in san antonio with david robinson and tim duncan as well being their first overall picks the best spot for them detroit pistons i don't want to hear any more bitching from them about them falling all the way to number five even though they had the number one lottery odds you just drafted kate cunningham a couple years ago you can't have the number one pick every year hurt all like all season yeah you can't can't even be upset about that i don't understand why everyone was upset about that they're gonna be fine i'm not worried about them i think they have a good core anyways and i'm gonna be honest they probably would have ruined victor webanyama i love the fact that he's going to the spurs i mentioned all year that i was like dude Watch him end up with Pop. Like, just watch it happen. And lo and behold, it happened. I mean, Pop's last three number one picks were, or last, including this one, were uh, the General or the Admiral, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Tim Duncan, and then now Victor Webanyama. So I'm not going to say he's going to be Tim Duncan. I'm not going to say he's going to be the Admiral. I'm just saying he has a good track record when it comes to drafting big men. Now, this is obviously – Tad different big man than what he had with the other two guys because, I mean, he's 7'5 and weighs the same amount of pounds as me. Um, so that's scary. Um, but based on what we're seeing, like, he is a freaky, freaky prospect. So, like, I think getting him into the Spurs culture, into the sport, Spurs uh, game plan and scheme, I think that's going to be the best thing for him. Did you see that picture next to him, like, in Rudy Gobert? Bro, the fact that Rudy Gobert is seven one, he towers over pretty much uh, like ninety. Half the league. Yeah, ninety five percent of the league, and then he's standing up to Victor Wembanyama and looks small. I think that picture was insane. But yeah, I think the Spurs are in a great position. It's an exciting young roster. You got Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, everything you have going there. I saw a tweet about um, 
DeJounte Murray saying, damn, I know DeJounte Murray mad right now because he's in Atlanta. DeJounte actually quote tweeted it, responded. He was like, no, I'm not mad. I'm happy for Spurs fans. Um, he goes, if I would have been in San Antonio, y'all wouldn't have the number one pick. Nope. <laughs> I was like, that's a valid-ass uh, point. That's, that's a point. That's a valid-ass point. Let's move a little bit deep in the lottery, though. Number two, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Scoot Henderson was the like, you know, renowned number two overall pick for the longest, but the fit probably doesn't make sense with LaMelo Ball there. You and I are lovers of Brandon Miller and everything he's done, despite his off-court nonsense. I think Brandon Miller goes two. What do you think? If they stay He'll go to. I've seen a lot of rumors out there from a lot of the top five teams. Shoot, even ten because Portland's was, the best. Like the yeah, I've they're seen, not staying there. But I've seen even like the Pacers mention like we're gonna trade for yeah. a guy. Like I mean, I've seen team after team be like our pick is available, and I'm like, I don't even know how you would do a mock draft for the NBA right now because there's just so many questions more than que- more questions than answers right now. And um, honestly, if it was me and I'm Charlotte and I'm drafting for them. I'm taking Brandon Miller, and I, I'm going to roll with it because I think that's a freaky offensive team, and I think you're going to be able to – Next to LaMelo, come yeah, on. That would be a freaky offensive team, like, and I think P.J. Washington is coming a long way. Um, I loved their pick last year, uh, the kid out of Duke um, center. Mark Williams. Thank you, Mark Williams. I love that pick, and he was playing awesome. The only thing I don't <laughs> love is the fact that Steve Clifford's your coach. I, yeah, me neither. I loved it because I was just about to get to the Steve Clifford point. It's a guy that like wants to win every game, play veterans, and he started off the year playing Mason Plumley over Mark Williams. GM completely removed that from him, traded Mason Plumley, forced the hand, and then he tried to do the Nick Richards thing, but he was so bad he was forced to play Mark Mar- Williams. Mark Williams was great. He like, was great. I mean, he was out there having like five block games, double doubles. I was like, dude, why are you not playing him? So I, I don't know. I, I'd be fine if they fired Steve Clifford and went got one of these other yeah. cats out there. But I don't know. We'll see. The Steve Clifford thing never made sense. Lamelo only played like thirty-five games this year. Yeah, um, you're gonna have to move off of Gordon Hayward. You're gonna have to move off of Terry Rozier. As much as I love Terry, you're you're just gonna have to change uh, that way. Portland. Let's talk about them because they're putting out like they're just not gonna take it and they're gonna. Tr- like trade this shit no matter what. You and I, we think it's best for both the organization and Damian Lillard for them to move on from each other. Yeah. Um, and not the not the lazy point of you know Dame deserves a ring. No, if I'm the Trailblazers, he deserves a ring away from you. But <laughs> that obviously. But if I'm the Trailblazers, I think the best path forward instead of building these boo boo ass teams who start off seven and two and you're all excited about, and then by All Star break they're twenty games under five hundred. Why? Because you cannot build. Another championship contender with the contract that Damian Lillard is in. Now, move on, build around Anthony Simons, build around Scoot Henderson, and build around those guys and not worry about being another 500-playing basketball team. That's your ceiling. Yeah, I, I want them to trade on for Damian. Then you get probably the number three pick in the draft, and you probably get another top ten pick. Well, they the have the number three pick. Yeah, but no, that's like, what yeah. I'm saying. Keep yeah. the number three pick, move on from Dame, let him go – Move on from Jeremy Grant. Get rid of Yusuf Nurkic however you can. Start from scratch. You have the number three pick, which is a great pick, and you're probably going to get a great compensation piece in Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller, depending on what happens. So that's a team that – that's a guy that you can plug and play day one move and build around him, and then you get other pieces by trading on the, from those other people. So you could probably have another top ten pick, and you can just go and go and go and start the rebuild. Like I think they're in a place where – it's now or never, and if they choose the latter of those two and they try to ride it out with Dame, you're going to screw yourself because you're not going to get the number three pick and have – Dame's coming off the most efficient season of his career. Right. 
he's not going to have much. The value will never be higher because that $60 million is going to come in as a cap hit, come here soon. And he's getting older. Like, granted, and, and I think his game plays his a long time. His trade value is peaked. He's literally had the best season of his career last season. More points than ever on higher efficiency than ever, which is insane. Trade him now, get an absolute haul back. And meanwhile, you're going to have a great pick to build around and even you know some good young pieces as well. I completely Absolutely. agree with you I there. think they need to move on. You know, wrap this up and get two TikToks done and so you can get some homework done. That'll work. Let's do it. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll be right back here tomorrow. Tomorrow at 5.30 Central Time. Uh, have the new set. I better for you. I won't be moving around nearly as much. Uh, but y'all make sure to leave a like on stream. Make sure to subscribe. We're on the road to 250,000. Get us there ASAP, Rocky. Love you guys. So thankful for each and every one of you. We are officially back here at Hampton Sports. Have a good one.